0: Conversations with Kerry, a series of audio interactions with people and things in my world that I find interesting. If you have any comments, queries, questions, or feedback, you can find me as at KHOATH on Twitter or email me k e R Y at G O T S S dot net. Thanks for listening, and I hope You enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the podcast where I am cooking an iconic Australian snack. But this is also an episode of the podcast where I'm going to try something that I have never tried before, and that is recording a podcast with the internal stereo microphones on my iPhone SE 2020. I'm doing this with an app called Just Press Record and we're saving Wave data directly to the phone. So I'm going to cook my dinner and record this and see if it is usable as a podcast episode. I always like to stretch the envelope of technology and it's interesting to see how phone cameras, microphones, and audio equipment has advanced over the last 20 years or so. Apologise for my burbs here. I'm a little bit hungry because it is dinner time here. Now, a Chico roll, in case you don't know, is a long roll that is held in an iconic paper bag and was invented by a fellow by the name of frank mckenro in 1951 he saw some people serving chinese chop suey rolls outside the melbourne football ground and he thought that a snack that would be larger and easier to hold would be more successful at a football game Now, according to Wikipedia, which I have up in front of me on the Braille display, a chico roll filling is primarily cabbage and barley, as well as carrot, green beans, beef, beef tallow, wheat cereal, celery, and onion. So the filling is partially pulped and enclosed in a thick egg and flour pastry tube, and it's designed to be handled at football matches. Well, we're not at a football match tonight, we're just making dinner. However, when I mention the words Chico Roll, Americans ask me, what is a Chico Roll? Which is a perfectly valid question. I apologize for any handling noise we're gonna get here because this is quite the experiment. Can we record an entire podcast episode on the phone is it a serviceable thing to do or is it not feasible given the phone's behavior I don't know whether the phone's actually gonna lock Uh, I probably should have turned off screen lock actually I'm gonna go in and do that so this podcast is gonna be in two parts because one recording will be the intro that I just recorded, and the second intro will be me recording in the kitchen. So let's make that happen. And welcome to part two of the podcast, now that screen lock has been disabled. Now, I'm not exactly sure where the stereo microphones are on this. So I'm going to put the phone on the windowsill of the kitchen. I'm going to open the window because we do not want the smoke from the deep fryer to cause any problems here. We do have smoke detectors and as I said in part one, sorry for the interruption, but this will be edited and spliced together, hopefully reasonably nicely. We're going to make this Chico Roll a reality. Now, to do that, I'm going to have to turn on the smart switch, which is going to power up the kettle. Interestingly enough, because of the 10 amp limit of the smart switch, we're not going to be able to use the kettle and the deep fryer at the same time. That will overload the the smart switch now the, um, the noise coming in from the window that the recording might be picking up is actually coming from the park across the way and we can't do anything about that um, they're having hot dogs I'm having a Chico roll now interestingly enough the Chico roll used to have an image of a seductive woman on a motorcycle with the slogan couldn't you go a chico roll but allegedly they decided that uh, this was a bit stereotype and perhaps they needed a more wholesome family image rather than uh, having the uh, seductive woman on the motorcycle on the uh, Wrapper of the snack. Now, these are called Chico Rolls, even though they don't contain any chicken. So I'm not quite sure what the name was about. But, you know, we've had them. Apparently, they used to sell 40 million of them in their popularity in the 60s and the 70s, according to uh, Wikipedia. But apparently, we've gone off the... the Chico Roll since 1996 and we're down to 17 million a year so Australians just not getting them as much they're sold in fish and chip shops and milk bars depending on what you want to call them um, because they're easy to drop into a deep fryer full of vegetable oil and they're quite crispy and quite delicious and substantial snack now we're obviously waiting for oil to preheat here so whilst I'm waiting for oil to preheat I would like to pose a question uh, to my listeners what would you guys like to hear about on my podcast do we want more interviews with various people more discussions like the educational challenges and things like that do you want me to talk about more of my childhood memories? What was it like to grow up in Australia? When did I have my first chico roll? Um, did I, when did I learn the value of having a hot chip sandwich? All are very valid questions. Or are we more interested in Linux tips and tricks? How do we boot GRML? How do we do file recovery from NTFS file systems? Uh, Perhaps how to crack Wi-Fi networks. I did a little bit of research on that one, but I do know a little bit about that one. Um, Or something else completely. And if you're listening and you'd like to be on my podcast talking about something, we could certainly do that. I don't know who we would, what we would talk about, but you could tell me and we could have a chat about something. I could interview you and uh, we could learn about whatever you were interested in. I'm up to about eight episodes of the podcast, actually, and given the fact that there are no subscribers to my tip jar and I have had no comments on my podcast feedback form, I'm wondering whether my podcast just isn't cool enough. Is it not well enough produced? Is there nothing to make it stand out from an already crowded market of podcasts? I am having trouble finding a name that is recognisable by the smart assistants and that will allow people to play the podcast by voice. So I'm certainly working on that. And that's why we have so many different names, uh, starting with... Um, Kerry's K-OS, moving to Kerry's Chaos, then trying conversations with Kerry. Do I need to put my full name in the podcast title? And if I do this, will the smart assistants find it? So if you have a name suggestion for my podcast at khearth on Twitter, K-H-O-A-T-H or Kerry at G-O-T-S-S dot net now, deep fryer oil is almost preheated. So in order to keep things as efficient as possible, I'm going to go over and get the Chico Roll out of the freezer, which will take me away from my phone microphones for a minute. And I hold in my hand a roll that is about six inches long, about an inch and a half wide. And we're going to deep fry that for nine minutes in the vegetable oil. Now you can do them in canola oil, you can do them in sunflower oil, do them in just about any oil that has a flash point higher than 180 centigrade, 350 Fahrenheit, provided that the oil isn't actually gonna flavor the food that you're cooking. So you want fairly neutral oils where possible. Still not quite preheated. So we're just waiting for that oil to actually hit the preheat temperature, and um, once it does that, we'll drop the Chico roll into the um, oil. Now this can be done in the oven, and they can also be pan fried. But if you're going to pan fry them, you essentially have to cook them for, I think, 15 to 20 minutes and turn them as you, as you cook them. Um, So I'm all for sort of a hands-free cooking method that's reasonably easy. And I don't think you can air fry them because they are frozen, stored at below minus 18 degrees centigrade. And as a result of that, they don't cook through in an air fryer easily, I don't think. Because generally the um, items that you tend to air fry are not a heavy density or large items, uh, you tend to do things like French fries and nuggets and stuff which aren't as dense as, say, a Chico roll could be. But if there is a cook listening to my podcast who would like to correct me about my knowledge on deep fryers, come on the podcast and we can talk about it. What didn't I know? Because I don't claim to know everything. Okay. We now have preheated oil. So, lift the lid off the deep fryer, drop the chico roll into the basket, and then drop it down into the oil. Set a timer for nine minutes. Now, in about nine minutes and some change, I'm going to lift the chico roll out of the oil flip it onto the plate, sit down at the table and enjoy a chico roll and a can of vanilla Coke. So, pretty low-maintenance meal. You don't have to do a lot. You just have to have a timer running. Once it's sort of in the oil, it's up to it to sort of sit there and warm through and, and cook. And you end up with quite a crunchy, outer shell from the flour and egg pastry and then a hot vegetable filling with beef and beef tallow and carrot and barley and rice and a few other things. Now, because of the use of beef and beef tallow, I'm guessing that vegans and other groups with such food preferences are going to bypass a Chico Raw, which is understandable. So um, whilst they don't actually contain chicken, they do contain meat products, and that is obviously going to minimise their appeal to certain demographics. I'm actually pre-caffeinated, so I haven't had my coffee for the evening. I did have a nice afternoon nap. So I'm probably not awake as I could be, although the sugar and the caffeine and the vanilla coke should probably help with that, which I won't be having till after I've had my dinner. I don't know whether people enjoyed my episode on floppy disks. I thought it was a good episode, but difficult to say. I don't know how people enjoyed my interviews on COVID-19 and educational challenges. Was hypnotising Hannah interesting? I did actually get some feedback on that one. One user told me that I needed to hypnotise somebody that wasn't one of my partners, which is a fair enough request because I obviously have rapport with my partners and that can make hypnotizing them easier sometimes so can i get a random that i don't know as well and hypnotize them so we'll work on that for another podcast episode also uh, i've got some good feedback on the fish and chips episode you would be excused for thinking that i cook everything in a deep fry no i don't there are things that go in the oven Well, there were things that went in the oven on the fish and chips episode. And, yes, I made an episode about making a cup of coffee. So the balance of these episodes have been kitchen episodes. But I do want to try recording things on my Apple Watch with Just Press Record and some of the other recording apps. There are other recording apps that do support the stereo microphones. Now, I originally thought that the iPhone SE 2020 did not have stereo microphones. It turns out that to use stereo microphones, one of the prerequisites for working stereo microphones on the iPhone itself is iOS 14. So I have taken the jump, upgraded to iOS 14.0.1, even though it has some challenges in operating it. I haven't come across them yet, but I'm told they're there. And we now have stereo microphone support. So a trade-off as far as I'm concerned, but I did delay the update by about a month. And I'm told that in one of the newer releases of the operating system, they have fixed some of the niggling voiceover troubles that are in Apple's operating system. I guess it concerns me that whilst software does become complex and more complex as the versions increase, it's unfortunate that accessibility is not as important as Perhaps people who require the accessibility features would like we all grumble when we're overlooked because minority groups, we get to do that apparently. And that means that we end up with products that have issues and problems and bugs and things with them. And if I look at the majority of access technology that I've used over the years, whether we start with the Keynote XL all the way back in 1987 and we move ourselves forward to the iPhone SE 2020 or even the later iPhones and things or some of the droids a lot of the use of assistive devices is working around minor or major bugs in their implementation so I suppose that's why we get used to our access technology behaving the way it does. And I do respect that the developers probably try the best to minimise the number of bugs and problems in things. And I have seen companies do their best to fix bugs, but you're always sort of setting marketing against development And who gets the budget? Does marketing get the the budget? Does development get the budget? When do we release? And I often see this struggle very evident, especially when dealing with the releases of a popular, paid screen reading product for the Windows operating system. Whilst they do have beta cycles and they do have people testing the various things, they also have releases with interesting problems. And I think that's partly software complexity and that it becomes infinitely more difficult to debug larger programs than smaller programs. But it probably also covers release deadlines and marketing. Now, who thought you would have got a discussion of software release cycles whilst my Chico Roll cooks? Well, we are close to having Chico Roll cooked. And essentially we're trying to stretch the envelope, as I said earlier. Can I record a reasonable podcast on a phone and have it sound okay? Because prior to today, I would say, no, don't do it. Avoid using a mobile device for recording your podcasts. Use a specified recorder, Might use the LSP4 or the Olympus LSP4 or the Olympus DM4 or the Olympus LS17 or one of the other recorders. Uh, Can you make a reasonable recording on a note taker like the BrowSense Polaris? or perhaps the BrowSense book reader. I'm just trying to remember the name of the the book reader. And here we go, stop. So nine minutes in the oil. Our Chico Roll is warmed through, ready to consume. So lid off the deep fry, lift the basket, drain, the extra oil off the chico roll. Give it a bit of a tip to get as much of the oil off as possible. Yes, because some of the oil is going to be absorbed by the chico roll itself. And it is still going to be oily. But to get more of it off does mean that you're going to get less oil in you. And I suppose we emptied onto a paper towel. Like so. Right. And then basket back in the deep fry, power off, put the cord away, and I think that that's probably the last time we're going to be able to safely use that oil because we are getting quite a large amount of smoke. So, well, certainly hitting the smoke point of that oil. Um, Great believer in when working in the kitchen, working to minimize the possibility of bad things happening. I believe the universe tends towards maximum irony. So, Faraday's principle, Murphy was an optimist, Murphy's law being anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So, once I finish with the dead prime. Turn it off, put its lid on, allow it to cool, disconnect it from power, store its power cable. That way we don't have any alleged haunted house things where ghosts turn on PowerPoints or things that we can't explain. Now, how to get you guys and my dinner over to the table. Well, we have the chico roll. And we have my phone. Gonna be easier to make two trips. One for the Chico Roll. And the second for the can of vanilla Coke, because you don't want the Chico Roll rolling off the plate. Now, I do fully expect some handling noise and you'll get the noise from my thongs or flip-flops depending on what you want to call them we have a can of vanilla coke and ready to dig into a meal and once i have started this meal i'm going to stop recording turn on my airplane mode and enjoy food. But one very important thing that we need to do before I stop recording. Why do we go to such trouble of deep frying this thing for nine minutes in vegetable oil? Well, first of all, cheers. There is some soft drink open. And when we deep fry chico roll, they go crunchy. And when you take a bite, they taste delicious. So would I go with chico roll? Unequivocally, at this point in time, Yes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hello, everybody. And I suppose the question now comes up, what did I learn about recording a podcast on the iPhone? Well, I learned a couple of things. First of all, it pays to know where the stereo microphones are. When I initially did the recording, I wasn't actually sure that I had the... Phone in the right orientation, and because I didn't have a way to monitor the microphones in real time, I couldn't actually evaluate the effect of the stereo microphones on the recording. So, as a result, the stereo recording was off center, and I ended up collapsing the entire podcast into mono to get rid of the stereo. So, we ended up with a mono recording from Just Press Record on the iPhone. Secondly, mouth noise. I salivate a lot. This is great for when I eat, but not so wonderful for when I podcast. So quite a lot of time was spent, except for this last section, editing out the... ...noises between various words and before various words. And they were even audible on the iPhone, even though I was a foot or two feet away from it. Apparently... Mouth noise is a thing. And that did actually take a reasonable amount of post-production time. But I got most of it, except for this end bit where I'm actually demonstrating it. So I think the ultimate outcome of this podcast is, yes, you can record a podcast on a phone if you don't have anything better. If you do have something better, if you have a cleaner digital recorder, if you have a better field recorder, if you have better recording equipment, by all means, use it. But if you don't, then absolutely feel free to use your phone in a pinch, especially if you're in a situation where you might not necessarily catch up with somebody again or you have a limited opportunity to get something put down. The Apple Watch can also be used for recording, and I will be doing another podcast yeah, recorded on my watch because it sounds far better than you expect it should. But you can hear the iOS processing, you can hear the auto gain control, It certainly does have a character to it, but it is far better than I would have considered it was. And if you've got any comments, feedback, things you'd like to tell me, at K-H-O-A-T-H on Twitter, K-E-R-R-Y at G-O-T-S-S dot net will reach me via email. And if you feel like putting bread in my tip jar then I will absolutely encourage that behaviour. It would be wonderful to have a budget for this podcast to be able to actually do cooler things rather than just doing it out of my minimal funds. I could certainly do some cooler things and cooler recordings and cooler interviews. Anyway, thanks for listening and I hope you guys look forward to listening to the next episode.